Would you like more return and tangible results from your marketing efforts without long-term contracts? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with us, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI expert, but we help you develop a strategy based on the digital experience of our global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results. Find us at WSIWorld.com or call 800-985-9567. Again, that's 800-985-9567. WSI, we simplify the internet. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring you expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped my business grow, and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we are talking about contribution. And I don't mean contribution margin, which is a business term that many folks with products versus services might know. No, what I'm talking about is contribution from a giving standpoint. It's an attitude and a culture that most successful businesses have adopted. I want to start with a few statistics that might help us jump into the topic with a little more perspective. So this information comes from workforgood.org, which is focused on helping people find mission-driven careers by connecting those folks with companies that offer mission-driven positions. It's also a great resource for small businesses. So according to workforgood.org, 87% of businesses said corporate responsibility and activity had a positive impact on their company's reputation. 64% of businesses reported a positive impact on customer engagement. And 55% of online consumers around the world surveyed said they would pay more for products and services from companies that are socially and environmentally responsible. And 83% would be more loyal to a company that helps them contribute to social and environmental issues. And finally, businesses with a clear brand purposes, those seen as making lives better, grew three times faster in value on average over the past 12 years. Those are pretty staggering numbers. Think about the underlying lying impact to your business if you don't give. In addition to the stats, though, I wanted to bring this home with a real-life story about the impact that giving can have not just on a business, but 
on life in general. This topic is so important to me because I believe very strongly in owning a business that gives back. In fact, it's why I do this show. I wanted to provide something to give back to my community in the form of of the knowledge and assistance that I'm so grateful to have received on my way here. So to that end, I'm going to reintroduce my guest. I say that because she's been on the show before. So she is a multiple award-winning mortgage broker recognized in the top 1% nationwide. She's also the designer, founder, and owner of Mortgage Triangle Software, available to mortgage professionals professionals throughout the country. She's a radio personality and host of the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW. And she's also the founder and owner of TM Media Agency, coincidentally, who produces the show. Um, She's also a keynote speaker, and she's also the author of Journey With Me, a discussion of core personal and professional practices. I also know Tina from Business Network International, or BNI, and she's the director of my local chapter. One of the tenets of BNI is giver's gain, which is a core foundation for BNI. In the context of networking groups, people who adopt this way of thinking in business give their fellow network give to their fellow networkers rather than making their biggest concern getting business for themselves. When they do this, their fellow networkers naturally become eager to repay their kindness by sending them business in return. So in addition to all these things, Tina also has a course called One Time Your Business or OTYB. This course was actually how I got connected with Tina at a different level. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, this is more than a time efficiency course. It's sales and marketing and productivity training for independent business owners. Not to mention that it's cost effective because Tina provides the first eight weeks for free or as she will tell you from a place of contribution. And this is exactly why I brought her in today as my expert. So my guest is none other than the talented and giving serial entrepreneur, Tina Mitchell. And Tina, that of course is a title that I have given you. So I'm not sure how you feel about that, but you do so many amazing things that I think it's a very fitting title. I love it, Nancy. And thank you so much to uh, not just have me one time on your show, but to invite me back in. It's it's an honor to be here. And this topic is so important. So I hope that your listeners today stay tuned for the entire show. And I hope to be able to provide a little bit of an inspiration of coming from a place of contribution and knowing that the monetize is going to follow because I say you have to come from a place of balance, meaning every decision that you make, you have to have a balance of how you're contributing to others and you have a space that you can monetize from that as well. But when you look at the monetize of what you get from contribution and not the monetize financially, Mm -hmm. the financial piece definitely follows. So thank you for opening this space uh, for me to share and for your listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you, though, if I do have you on another episode of my show, I'm going to have to change the name of the program to like, you know, the Tina and Nancy show or something. So that'd be so fun. It would be. Maybe we'll do that anyway. So exactly. (laughs) So on our subject today of contribution, let's start at the beginning. So how did you actually find your way to a place of contribution? Well, it took me many, many years. I started in the mortgage industry in May of 1995. So I'm on my 26th year and I've been a top producer pretty much from day one uh, coming in, uh, in really having a drive and being recognized in the top 200 producers nationwide within uh, my first six years in the industry. The problem was, is I was driven by money. 
Mm. And the money was nice, not to say that it wasn't, and it didn't make life easier to have money and financial resources. However, I felt that I was missing out on something, but I really didn't know what it was. You know, when you have that gut feeling that you're like, they're just there has to be something more in life than just making a lot of money. Yeah. And then in 2015, everything would change. I met Leslie Hancock, which is a top real estate agent and influencer in the real estate space, which is my perfect power partner for my mortgage industry uh, at Windermere. And I went to meet with her. She didn't know who I was. I'd never had a chance to meet with her. I was going through my traditional cold calling the best agents in the market and trying to figure out how to get that coffee meeting. And as I was sitting down and talking with her, she shared with me something that she was really passionate about. Her and her husband, uh, Denny, about 20 years ago, it opened up the House of Hope in Mama's Hands. The House of Hope feeds the, or Mama's Hands feeds the homeless in Seattle. And the House of Hope shelters mothers that are looking for a place with their children, looking for a place on their own. So getting them off the street and giving them a safe place to be with other mothers that are going through the same thing. Now, when she shared her story with me, she was in tears, which brought me in tears. And I immediately, when I got into my car, I, I thought, my gosh, what a beautiful thing that she's doing. She's a top producer in the real estate market. Okay, I'm a top producer in the mortgage space. So I was at the same level as her when it came to success. However, everything that she was doing to have a nonprofit organization and to be doing so much and not to only be so passionate about it, but her passion made me so passion, passionate. Now, what I forgot to share was in that meeting, of course, I asked her, what could I do to be of contribution to her organization? And she said, with all of your success, I would love for you to come in and talk with the women about how to be successful. And I thought, okay, well, course. So I was preparing for the conversation I was going to have with these women. And I was visualizing because I'm a big visualizer, as you know, Nancy, I was visualizing driving up to the home and having that conversation. But the problem was, is I was visualizing driving up in my Jaguar to a home where women were staying, trying to just get their feet on the ground so that they could have a home of their own. And I thought if I was going to talk to them about success in business, how was I going to be able to connect with them? without opening my own, being vulnerable and sharing my story. The problem was for all of these years in the mortgage industry, I did everything that I could to make sure that nobody knew what my story was. Even from the thing that was the least embarrassing, I thought at the time of my story, which is not graduating from high school, that I wouldn't even share, but anything else I, 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 I didn't want to share. And the reason why is because I thought if real estate agents knew where I came from and who I really was before I got into the success that I had had in the industry, that they wouldn't want to do business with me. And then I thought about coming from a place of contribution and how Leslie had been such an inspiration to me and how it would be such all about me if I didn't make a decision to open up. Now, here's where the problem was, is Leslie was going to be there that night. If Leslie wasn't going to be there, it'd be no big deal. But again, she was an influencer in the real estate market. So I decided I was going to be vulnerable. And I asked Leslie, you know, I would like to actually come in and talk about something else. I have personal core practices that I think could be a benefit to the women instead of talking about business. And Leslie said, sure, whatever you want to talk about, I trust that it's that it'll be great for the women. Now, of course, my personal core practices were all based around my journey in life. So I decided to be open and I talked about 
my dad's addictions and his attempted suicide when I was 12 years old, how that started me into a really bad journey in life of my own addictions with drug and alcohol, how I spent time in as a teenager in, in a, a mental health facility for children with behavioral health issues. Uh, how I, my first high school, my high school sweetheart and my first husband, Mike, was in prison for armed robbery for five years mm -hmm. and his death of a drug overdose and the loss of our daughter, Amber. Obviously, coming from this space, Nancy, versus the space that I was planning on coming from connected me with the women. And I spent three hours with the women at the House of Hope. There was tears and there was laughter. We talked about connection and what a community that they had together as women to support and help each other. And I got in my car that night and I felt so powerful that I had shared my story. Then it was an inspiration to writing my song, Dream, my personal motto now, Live Your Dream Now, writing my book, Journey With Me, which I wrote the book. It was published in 10 months. I actually wrote it in three weekends with no sleep because I was so excited because I knew my story. I knew how everything connected. It was just putting it out there in the public. So I went from being a completely closed book, embarrassed, thinking nobody would want to support my business to being literally an open book. And it took me to a whole nother level, not just financially for my business, which has inspired everything that I've done since then, but it's helped me to live my authentic self and to be a gift or to share my gift because we all have one because I share everything about me instead of being embarrassed. And now mm -hmm. I'm proud. So that was my journey of coming from a place to contribution. <laughs> that is so amazing. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I mean, realistically, had you not gone through all of that, we probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. We would not. I wouldn't be doing my coaching program either. Yeah, nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you heard my stats on the way into the show. Um, but part of the reason that I invited you here is that I want people to be able to see how contribution can really help a business and how, how so how has, um, giving really helped your business? Well, when you come from a place of contribution and business, it provides a why for what you do. And when you have a why, everything that you do embraces that why mm -hmm. it inspires you it inspires your team. It inspires your business partners and your clients to want to support your business and to support your cause. They will want to be part of whatever you're doing. For me as a business owner of multiple businesses, it opens up my creativity and drives all of my decisions. Having a reason why I do what I do drives me to continue creating new ways that I can share within my product and services to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, just just that opening up, I, I think having those possibilities in front of you, it is amazing what kind of monetary worlds it also opens up, you know, unwittingly, you know. Um, so, you know, in our last episode of Digital Connections, we talked about uh, building brand and why customers aren't buying from you. And more importantly, what should you be doing to ensure that they are? Uh, so how do you build brand around contribution? Well, find a way to share your story and connect it to your why and how it inspires your company to do what they do. It's important though, to remember through this process that it is ultimately about your clients that you're serving. Mm -hmm. 
And how are you contributing to others? And how does that contribution connect to your business and to the clients that need your product and your services? For me in the mortgage business, it's right in my my credentials that the why behind doing mortgage is because I played my violin at Pike Place Market with my little sister to help us keep a roof over our head. And I was embarrassed and I was ashamed and it drove me to want to be successful when I grew up. Took many years because of my dad tried taking his life and that's what took Mm -hmm. me down. Uh, But when I got into, when I got into a a better space, which we're actually going to talk about uh, today, when I got into a better space and I started thinking about fighting for my life instead of life taking me down, I bought my first home when I was 20 years old. So being a homeowner for myself, giving me a sense of pride and security, which I didn't have as a child with our financial struggles, that's my why behind doing mortgage. My coaching program, I created my one-time year business uh, coaching, which was always created around contribution. It was never meant to have a financial monetizing piece of it. That didn't happen until just less than a year ago. But I did that because I wanted to support other business professionals to have run a high efficiency business model so that they could have time to do what they were passionate about because there's no way I could have done all that I've done in my passion work if I didn't run a high efficiency business model. TM Media Agency was created in a platform for others to be able to share their story, to share their why, create a space like you are doing on your podcast, Nancy, to bring people in like me to share what I'm passionate about and to inspire others through contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, your your course is so funny because it's it's labeled as time efficiency and productivity and, you know, all these great things for your business. But there is this whole contribution piece that I think people pick up on uh, through the course of how to implement that. Um, And so to me, that, that was probably the biggest return on investment for my time as well, right? So on that note, the reason Mm -hmm. we connected, Nancy, obviously Mm -hmm. you appreciated the time management, business efficiency, and the leadership tools and all those great things. But Mm -hmm. the reason we connected is because the inspiration that was through the course in contribution Mm -hmm. and the why behind creating time, it's not the why behind creating time for the money. The money is going to come. The why behind creating time so you can live the life that you want to live, contribute the way that you want to contribute contribute and even create a space that you can actually think about what that looks like. Mm. And so that's the power of the connection from people that come through the course. They appreciate the content. It is a business efficiency course first and foremost, but the why behind it first and foremost is so you have the time to live the life that you want to live and contribute the way you want to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you get. So um, you shared a story recently at a networking event that I attended um, and it was very moving. Um, In fact, uh, it kind of helped inspire this episode. Uh, Do you know which story I'm talking about? I do. Okay. (laughs) Would you share that with us? Of course. So I had an opportunity to share with Liberty High School. Uh, All the high schools obviously obviously have gone through um, some pretty traumatic things, especially with the teens. And I'm um, I'm really passionate about teens because that's when my my journey of struggles was during their age. And so to come in and talk with the teens and share my story of tragedy to triumph. And I've shared I've been a keynote speaker sharing my story of tragedy to triumph, speaking in front of hundreds of people. And actually it was fifteen hundred people. They were streaming at fifteen hundred students. 
students who were streaming it live on YouTube. So this was a really, really big deal. It was actually the biggest keynote that I've ever done, meaning because I was talking with teens. Normally, I, I say that I'm not coming from the voice of the parents or the adults. I'm coming mm -hmm. from the voice of their children and what mm -hmm. it looks like on the other side. And now I'm having an opportunity to actually speak with those children and where they're living the life I was living when I was going through the tragedy time of my journey in life. And I, I get to a point in my story um, where I, I share a, a, the game changer, which was the second, and literally I say a second, where I went from a place that I was going to see my daughter, uh, Amber, to say goodbye. She had passed away. And then six months after that, my husband, the police came to our house to arrest my husband for an armed robbery that he'd committed two years before my pregnancy. Now, during this two years, that armed robbery, then getting pregnant, everything changed for Mike and I because of the pregnancy uh, for Amber. So we were on such a great, uh, great place in our life. And um, having that back to back of losing my daughter, which was everything that I was, I was living for. And then to have my husband taken away from me, which I thought he was going to be there to help me get through this traumatic time. I was going to uh, the cemetery, Mountain View Cemetery to say goodbye to Amber. And I, my, uh, my full intent was to take my life. And that was my last goodbye. Now, when I was sitting and visiting Amber, Mike and I were there just the day before, right before they, they took uh, the police came to arrest Mike for armed robbery. And I thought he was going to go away for 20 years. And I noticed heads, a headstone that wasn't there the last time that we had visited Amber. And they had two brothers. It was Kevin and Michael. Kevin was two years old and Michael was four years old. Amber was buried in uh, the place in the cemetery for, for children. I can't remember if you have to be under five or under 10, but it was for, for children and babies. And as I, I saw their headstone, which was really um, interesting because I never looked around at anything else before. I was always just focused on Amber. They were just buried not too long ago, but the, the last few times that we were there, I never saw the headstone. And they were directly right across from Amber, almost in front of her. And I was just taking a little walk and looking at the headstones that day. And they died a day apart from each other. And I thought to myself, what happened to them? Did they die in a fire or a car accident? And then I shifted to a place of so much sorrow for their mother and what she must have been going through because I was comparing what she was going through because they just had passed from what I was going through. I'd lost my daughter who was four months old. She had lost her two sons that were two years and four years. And by the way, the four-year-old, his name was Michael, the same name as my husband. And she had lost two children and I had lost one. And so immediately in that second, I went from a place of contribution or thought for her to take me away from my thought. Now, in that second, all of a sudden, I started thinking about my dad. And I remembered back to when my dad tried taking his life and how that one day would completely destroy me because I didn't share my part of the story and all of the challenges that we had. I competed in violin. I was the number one strawberry picking champion. Um, I, I was the strawberry chick picking champion. I was in the number one federal way newspaper, number one strawberry picker. So all of the successes I had along as a child in all of this tragedy that we were having as a family, literally in one day when my dad tried taking his life, I shifted from that to being addicted to, to drugs, no passion for life at all. And I let life take me down. And I thought about that day and I thought, what if, what if I just tried fighting for my life instead of trying to take it? What might happen? And here's another little key takeaway. Come from life with curiosity. Be curious of the what if. I ask myself every single morning, what if? 
I wonder how, I wonder if. And that's what happened that day is I came from a place of curiosity. I wonder, wonder what it would look like if I just tried fighting for my life and the life that I had left, which was my husband that I still loved very much. And so in that moment, I made an intentional decision that I was going to do that. Now, here's what I always share in my keynote. And I always visualize that someday Kevin and Michael's mother is going to be in the audience and she's going to stand up or come to me afterwards. I'm Kevin and Michael's mother because I give a shout out to her. And I say that I hope in someday I'll, I will be connected with Kevin and Michael's mother so that I can say thank you to her for saving a life, saving my life. And that's the reason why I'm here today is to pay it forward in hopes that someday sharing my story of tragedy to triumph might also be able to save a life. As we wrap up this story here, Nancy, and I appreciate so much the opportunity to share. <laughs> I gave that shout out. Now I had many reaches reach outs from from educators um, and saying thank you. And one one of the educators, she sent me an email and she said that she was and I, I actually should have brought this email up. I'm going to bring it up really quickly here, Nancy, because I won't do it justice without actually reading it. And of course, I'm never um, I'm going to have this uh, email for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing email. I, uh, I get, uh, I get shivers every time I think about, um, what, what this email represents. It's pretty okay. amazing. So here it is. Hello, Tina. I know that you do not know me. My name is Alyssa Jeremeka. I might not be pronouncing it correctly. I'm a teacher at Liberty High School. Five and a half years ago, I gave birth to identical twin girls. Evelyn was born strong and healthy. Her sister, Amelia, passed away prior to birth. Obviously, your presentation spoke to my heart. I have walked that path of grieving mother and know the pain and the suffering and also the need for strength and resilience to continue to live. When you showed the pictures of your daughter's headstone, I recognized that place immediately. We had visited the beautiful children's garden, searching for the right resting place for our own daughter. While we ultimately chose a spot where our other family members are buried, we have since met many families whose little ones are laid to rest in that same peaceful place as your daughter and have visited that place many times. When I saw the picture of the headstones of those two little boys, Michael and Kevin Telford, it sparked another memory for me. The name seemed so familiar and I began racking my brain. I finally realized that a friend of mine has a daughter who just a few weeks ago married a boy by the name of Corey Telford. In reaching out to my friend, I discovered that Corey is the younger brother of Michael and Kevin. I shared just a little of your story with my friend, not your name or specific details, and shared it. And, and she contacted Kevin and Michael's mother and asked if it would be open to and interested to being in contact with you. Kevin and Michael's mother, Gail has contacted my friend back and shared that she is open to speaking with you if you're interested. She shared her husband, Alan's cell phone, blah, blah, blah. 
I know that this is a lot to take in. There is absolutely no pressure or expectation to contact her at all. I just wanted to give you the option if you were interested. I know for myself, there are times that I desperately want to be in contact with other families who have shared my experience and actively seek them out. And there are times when I distant myself because my heart needs time and space to process my own feelings. I hope that you continue to find hope and healing in sharing your story. I appreciate you sharing your message of resilience with myself and my students. I think it is such an important concept, especially in our current world. Please let me know if you would like Gail's phone number. Of course I did. <laughs> and of course we have connected. Now my keynote's going to have a little bit different shout out at that time. <laughs> and I'm uh, spending time there. So here's a is wrap up in Nancy with this. When you come from a place of contribution, you think you're coming to inspire others. The reality is you have no idea what that contribution is going to do in inspiration for you and where it's going to take you and leveling up everything that you do in your life, which is going to level up every person you come in contact with. Because <laughs> I think anybody that comes from a place of contribution is going to level up and inspire anybody that they come in contact with. And isn't that why we were really here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tina, goodness. <laughs> I've already heard that story and you still make me cry. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, almost small in comparison because when you share that story, um, that is such a huge contribution. And I thank you so much for coming on the show um, to share it with us. Uh, you know, really the point being that it is amazing the return that you get on your contribution uh, for your business and ultimately for your life. Um, and then I also wanted to leave our listeners with one more piece of contribution specifically from you, um, your events page. Uh, these are free events that my listeners can plug into and they're amazing resources for their businesses. Um, and it, it's free, which is amazing. Um, so it's at tinamitchellevents.com. And of course, as always, I want to leave our listeners with our digital marketing tip of the day. So social media is important to any business, but the question is what social media is right for your business specifically. Do your research and find out where your successful competition is and where your audience and clients are looking for you. And then remember, you do not need to be everywhere. In fact, you don't want to be everywhere. Pick one place to start and whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok or any of the others, pick one and focus there first. There are all sorts of free online courses to get you going on just about any platform. So I want to thank my guest and my friend, Tina Mitchell, for joining me today. You can find her at www.tinamitchell.com. And also, please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcast. You can find this episode and previous shows, along with contact information for all our guests and for me on our website at www.digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. Thank you.
Are you tired of asking if there will ever be enough time to get everything done? Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed in business? Or tired of not getting the results you want and living the life you want to live? Tina Mitchell is a time management and business efficiency coach. She can help you create the business and life you've always dreamed of. Take action today and join Tina for her complimentary eight-week virtual course at onetimeyourbusiness.com. Um...